1: Marie Ramos. How are you today, Marie?
2: Hello, hello. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, just such an honor to have you here. I am very excited to talk to you and uh, yeah, just kind of learn more about your with God journey and uh, yeah, just hear about kind of how you interact with people in your work environment and things like that. So real quick, just kind of tell us about yourself, where you're from and maybe about your family because uh, your husband, one of my favorite people. So uh, yeah, just, uh, yeah, tell us about yourself.
2: Yeah, sure. So um, I was born in Boston okay. and raised in Manchester, New Hampshire. Yeah. So I'm number four out of five kids and my family actually comes from Haiti. Okay. So I'm a first generation Haitian American yeah. and grew up in New Hampshire, like when New Hampshire was like, you know, 1% other, yeah. uh, which was an interesting experience. Um, my first language was actually French. Okay. Um So, I spoke French until I went to grade school, and um then that 's where I learned english um, and I was kind of a sickly kid, and so um I was in and out of the hospitals a lot and so pretty early on, yeah. I figured out I wanted to do something that helped families Whoa. so i've always had like a service oriented heart and yeah yeah um, and so uh, I left New Hampshire after graduating um, high school and um met my husband, Ray, uh, who's a, a keyboardist here and the um, worship team. And, um, you know, our paths kind of led us back home to New Hampshire okay. in 2016. Yeah. And um, Crossway, as we were looking at jobs, we wanted to make sure that we lived close by to where we worshipped because yeah. um, um, community and forming, like, Life bonds and living life with our fellow believers was really important to us. So while I was in interviewing jobs, um, Ray was actually interviewing pastors. Oh, um, that's so, awesome! So um, he uh, he yeah. got a chance to talk with um, our former lead pastor Ron Caskins and Castins, yeah. um, and um, you know we really just felt um, invited. When we came to worship at Crossway and um, it sounds cliche, but when we came Crossway really just felt like home. And mm-hmm. that was a big reason why we decided to move to Hollis where yeah. we live now.
1: That's awesome. And so where did uh, you and Ray meet? Uh, was it at graduate school or undergrad?
2: Ray and I are high school sweethearts. Oh, OK. Um, so he's from Manchester as he's well. Actually from Texas. And okay. So we were pen pals in high school.
1: Oh, Um,
2: nice! Yeah, this is a little known fact. So I was in Manchester and I had a best friend who um, um, was pen pals with Ray's best friend. And um, I was 14 years old and we started writing letters to each other. So we have a whole um, portfolio of letters that we wrote to each other (laughs) over years and years of time. Um, Before college, we only saw each other live in person like twice. And um, yeah, so we we really like literally grew up with one another, but before we far, it was pretty. Yeah,
1: cool. and so for the millennials listening, um, a letter <laughs> is uh, pen and paper. You yeah, know? like not a text, yes, not exactly. like sending notes or yeah, emails. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's fantastic. <laughs> it was
2: before AOL and like before instant messaging and all that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so where did you go then for like undergrad, graduate school? What's your degree in?
2: Sure. So um, like I said, I grew up in the medical area because i was so sick but i was one of those weird kids that actually liked procedures so i used to when i was young my parents would say you're just so odd because you would cry (laughs) if you didn't get a shot or if you didn't have something done to you and i was always like really fascinated about it so um when i was like in junior high um i i wanted to i knew i wanted to impact the world Mm -hmm. and um people would just like randomly come to me and just tell me things like you know, strangers in the street would just, like, open up and just, like, you know, you're such a nice person and just, like, tell me their life story. Um, so early on, I knew that, um, kind of being a healer and like helping families was something that I wanted to do. Um, so I decided I was going to be a doctor. Yeah. Um, I said, you know, I, I would I, the two most influential people in my lives uh, besides my family was, were my doctors and my teachers. And I didn't like teaching people that didn't like to learn. So I was like, oh, I'll just tell them what to do and be yeah. a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> um, little did I know that's yeah. all I do is teach. Yeah. Um, so I went to undergrad in St. Louis. Um oh, okay. I grew up in New England. All of my family is all along the East Coast up through Montreal. Um, So I wanted to kind of leave, but I wanted to be around people still. Mm -hmm. So I went to Washington University in St. Louis, um, Mm -hmm. where my brother was stationed um, in the military and did undergrad there. And then I went to medical school at Case Western, and that was the first time. That Ray and I lived in the same city oh, together. Cool. Yeah. So of all of our courtship, um, we got engaged right before I went to medical school. And um, he went and finished his degree at Cleveland State University. And then I finished my medical degree at Case
0: Western. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your your work now. So you you got your degree in the medical field. And I know you're doing some different things now within (laughs) within your work so tell us a little bit about that
2: my family um used to call me le papillon in french that means the butterfly because i was always like flitting around i never really could say still so in medical school because i'm a first i'm the first gen kind of um doctor in the family so um I knew I wanted to work in missions, and I wanted to do like international work. So I actually didn't major in a science; I majored in French and social thought and analysis, oh, um, wow. because that's what I liked. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah, so I decided to be a family doctor, and um, I practiced in underserved areas across the country. Um, before moving back to New Hampshire, I actually ran my own practice in the mountains of California. I liked, I did like Dr. Quinn medicine. I delivered babies as a family doctor, C-sections. Yeah. I actually delivered um, one of our former pastor's um, babies um, oh, here at Crossway. Cool. That was a really exciting moment for me. Um, did all those things um, and really was very early on a mission feel for me. And so... Um, my my work now, um, since COVID, I left full-time clinical practice, and I'm sort of like a life coach for independent primary care doctors. Mm-hmm. Um, I, um, in the organization that I work with, get to meet primary care doctors all across the East Coast and help them to find joy in their practice, and then we give them support Whoa. in how to maneuver this very complex system so they have space and margin to mm. take care of their patients well. Um, so I actually just came back from New Jersey. I'm um, <laughs> visiting a few practices and um, yeah, it's it's really interesting. I miss patient care a lot, yeah. um, but I feel like I'm really impacting so many lives mm. by bringing joy back in medicine this way.
1: So this is going, this is a great transition. How then do you, because you know the joy of the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. How then do you encourage um, other doctors who are most likely not believers, specifically probably in like this New England area, right? Mm-hmm. And then people who are studying biology and science as a living and things like that, um, which to me, I think it all points to God, yeah. but I un- I do understand why they might not think that. Um. So yeah, how do you kind of help coach and train and encourage without kind of hitting doctors over the head with the Bible right so what's that balance I like wish for you I could. yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah exactly but what's that balance like for you
2: um you know I think um, because my faith is just so palpable and my relationship with God is so intimate to me I never really differentiated mm. my my spiritual life with my vocation yeah. mm-hmm. because my vocation is my calling. It's my ministry. Mm-hmm. And so even in my practice, um, I always prayed for my patients. I always praised God. And like I would be that one person in the office, like if some, you know, miracle happens, thank you, Jesus. And answer yeah. those because I pray I'm in the <laughs> prayer group on Wednesdays. So, you know, I, I have been very open with just my trust in the Lord Um, and that comes out, I think when I'm working with my, my colleagues as well, um, you know, they are going through a lot of pain right now, um, and they want to do the best that they can. And in this world that is telling them that their best is not good enough, um, I think my disposition of believing in them, seeing them and recognizing the, the good work that they're doing, um, that is me being an ambassador for Christ, Um, Some of my uh, physician colleagues, because they said I'm kind of indifferent, um, we kind of found each other as uh, fellow believers. And I think that's really interesting, too, like to be in the world, but not of it. Mm.
0: Yeah. yeah, And I mean, that's, that's such a beautiful thing because so many of so many of the people at Crossway that we have are within secular workplaces and trying to navigate what this looks like because there's something so intimate to you. Of, of your faith and, and of your beliefs that how, how it relates to what you're doing and your job. And, and that's sort of what this like with God life is is all about is the fact that it's not this thing that you come on Sunday mornings and you just, you're with God on Sunday mornings. It's this thing that you're with God all the time. Um, so a little bit about like we've we've been journeying through this with God journey for for the last six months almost. Um, how how have you resonated with it? How has that impacted you, especially in in your workplace of of saying I don't really differentiate, I'm just with God all the time. So how how have you sort of connected or resonated with this this series?
2: Yeah, I've really enjoyed this series. I'm I'm sort of a, a nerd when it comes to like looking a little bit deeper into things, and yes. it's encouraged me to. just kind of look at particularly the Old Testament and um, look at the threads of truth and the hope in Jesus that's in just put weaved in through all of the Old Testament Um, judges really like just man I didn't know how much I would have liked judges until (laughs) I read judges again and I think one of the things that I appreciate about judges in particular is because of you know my vocation um, you know I have a very like clear calling to help to promote wellness in our communities through um, through health, but also through um, understanding that everyone deserves the best form of healthcare that Mm -hmm. they can have, and they have the they have the opportunity to have um, the best chance to be their best form of themselves, and that's what God wants for us. And I almost feel like because this world is so counter. Um, clinicians right now, I'm almost like a judge, like telling them, right, like, no, like, this is an unjust system. This system is causing, you know, poor health outcomes. And not only are our patients suffering, but, you know, our doctors are hurting, too. They're human, too. And I get to profess that. And so it's been really neat. Um, And I feel like all of the pastors at Crossway, they've really. I feel like every week there's something that speaks to myself, my family, mm-hmm. and the dynamics. How do we, as parents, um, help to translate um, our faith and me- and um, mentor our kids mm-hmm. and help to usher them in their walks? So I think um, the, the With God um, series came right on time mm-hmm. um, for a lot of us, and I hear that a lot across the church.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, how many children do you have?
2: I have three kids. Um, They're beautiful kids. My son is 15 years old Mm -hmm. um, and I have two girls that are 12 and eight years old.
1: So how are you kind of walking with them through the With God life? Because I have two, a six-year-old and a four-year-old. So I am looking to parents who uh, are doing just a fantastic job and I'm looking for any kind of advice on, like, you know, kind of what what are you guys doing and how are you encouraging them and and, um, trying to strengthen their faith. And they go to Hollis Brookline Mm -hmm. High and the middle school and stuff. So, uh, yeah, what's that kind of balance like for you?
2: Yeah, Um, I don't think we have it all together, but I think that's the joy of being parents um, and being stewards. Um, My husband and I, we came of the background where, you know, Children's were seen but not heard Mm -hmm. and um, very like unilateral. And one thing that we're really appreciating in this part of our journey is we're recognizing that our kids are not ours. Mm -hmm. They're a gift from God. Mm -hmm. And we're not here to mold them into what we think they are to become. We're here to help them discover what god wants for them and so we've really evolved i think over the years and um through you know children by child by child Mm -hmm. we've evolved in trying to instead force situations to help walk with them and so judges has been our the with god series has been helpful in that way um because there are some things that resonate with the kids um you know The looking at the Israelites and like how they struggled and how they knew what was right but sometimes it was hard to make those right decisions and knowing um, the mercy of God but then also the fairness of God Um, and that's a lot of what we do as parents you know we we want to be merciful we want to extend grace but then we also we need to provide structure and boundaries and that's okay Mm -hmm. Um, and also it's okay to not be okay and disagree and it's okay to struggle. Right. I think, um, those are lessons that help to create resilient kids, especially through the COVID times. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been really fruitful I think for us. And like I said, it's been a journey.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's, I, so I work in the student ministry Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. occasionally and, and two of your kids are in it and it's, it is like you, you see all these parents trying to walk with their kids of, 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 bringing them up in the faith and, 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 and encouraging them to walk with God and everything and everything they're doing. And, and we hear all these good things. And on Wednesday morning prayer, we are praying for your kids all the time because we want to see the youth just come to know the Lord and come to walk with the Lord. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the things that I've just come to know from you being a part of the Wednesday morning prayer is that you are just such a Prayerful person that you just pray and you pray deeply and and passionately. Um, there's times where you, like we'll be praying and you'll break out in song and it's so encouraging to everybody because it's it's just it's just a powerful moment. So how does prayer um, sort of relate to the the with God journey and your family and and your walk with the Lord as well? Because I have seen it so profoundly in you and I just love to hear for myself as well as just the people listening, just the encouragement of of your prayer life.
2: Yeah, I can't stress how important it is to have the discipline of praying. And, you know, I got saved when I was 15 and so I grew up Catholic, Mm. but... In my because of our cultural background, spirituality was always something very important to us, having understanding that there is something more than the priest and more than the saints that you know that they were praying to. Mm. and um I think that's what prayer is for me. Um, I literally feel the presence of God um everywhere, and because I was saved at a you know you know in adolescence. Um, that was a very, like, market decision for me. So I think that played out a lot in my current prayer life. Um, prayer is what gets us through. And, you know, I can't... I, I, just the other day, I was um, telling the, the prayer group, like, thank you because I know that you were interceding and uh, on my behalf. Mm-hmm. And that's what prayer really is. It's um, supplication. It's talking with the Lord. And, um, you know, in our culture... In America, we have so many great things, but I think we forget just how small we are. And when life comes um, and it can be hard, that's when, you know, prayer helps, that practice of prayer. Um, so I think also like just I've been reinventing what that means to me, Anson. Um it's no longer just on my knees. I get on my knees sometimes too. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's more so like communing mm. with God. Mm. Um, you know, it's a dialogue. And so, you know, very often when I was growing up, you know, there's there would be these like, you know, great elaborate, you know, prayers in like in, in the congregation and like, you know, big words and like eloquence and like, yeah. you know, kind of great it, you know. Mm. But now it's more like, Resting, sitting—you know—having like thoughtful, intentional um, discussions sometimes with the Lord and mm. seeking in the Word, um, and that comes in bits and bites sometimes with the different stages of our life. But prayer in the last three months, of six months, particularly. That has what got me through. and I oh, yeah. and um, I can share countless stories and frankly, just miracles upon miracles that have happened as a re- as a result of that. Um, being a doctor and being in really scary life or death circumstances, mm. I can share lots of stories of where God's hand came through and prayer came mm. through even when the person was not a Christian themselves, but we prayed them through Mm -hmm. and they thanked me for that. Um, So, you know, that is ubiquitous. Like God is everywhere. And that is a free gift that he gives to us every day.
1: So uh, real quick, kind of before we wrap up, uh, do you just have uh, any encouragement or anything for Crossway? Uh, Just uh, how have you seen Crossway kind of change over the last few years and things like that? Um, you know, and I know your your husband serves on the worship team, but uh, yeah, just kind of where do you see Crossway right now?
2: You know, um, just thinking about the With God series um, again, I'm humbled to see both the humanity mm-hmm. of the people in the Bible, but yet they're called holy. Mm. And I think sometimes for me, I get stuck in thinking it's one way or the other. Mm. But in actuality, um, we are all saved through grace. And it's not by our works, right? It's by God's grace. And um, we've all fallen short. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing that we've done that can make God love us any more or any less. And so I think as we're growing and evolving as um, as a family in Crossway, just remembering we could have really ugly times. Mm-hmm. And we can still be holy because yeah. the blood of jesus has covered us and that's what links us as um, as a family in christ and that's okay yeah. and it's okay to be vulnerable and god will not look down on us for being who we are as a matter of fact he wants us to be he wants us to be transparent mm. he wants to experience the fear the the pain the joy, the sorrow, the f- the the sadness, the confusion, the doubt, like that is what God wants from us. He doesn't want us to hold anything back. Um, that's that was, I think, something that um, has really stuck with me. And as we continue to evolve as a mm-hmm. congregation, as a church, um, the more we're able to submit mm. that part of ourselves and just, you know, serve the Lord in spirit and in truth, be true and honest to ourselves, Um, I think the more impact we'll have on our community.
1: Yeah, that is, that's awesome. And again, thank you so much just for all you do, uh, all for like your family does for Crossway. Um, I think one of my favorite parts of the year was I got to go to uh, your daughter's basketball game and see like just your husband coach and things. And again, it's just those little things, those little impacts that uh, we get to make as a congregation in the community. I love the fact that you guys are going, um, all right, we're going to find a church and live close to it. And we're going to interrogate the pastor to make sure that like, this is where we want to be. uh, And those types of things, just a fantastic way of kind of living the with God journey. And again, Mm -hmm. thank you so much for kind of all you do in your job, the medical field. Um, We we will absolutely be praying for you because just the weightiness of that role. Mm -hmm. Um, But then also what you do for other doctors. Um, What a great kind of position you are in. And um, yeah, absolutely. So Anton, thank you so much. Marie, thank you so much. I hope you guys have a great day. You as well, Chris. See ya.
0: Thank you for joining Crossway on the With God Pod. Make sure to catch all our content on Sundays and during the week. See you next time.